Discover the ins and outs of the oil and gas industry right now with Roy Holly and Kim Bolato in the Oil Patch on News Talk 550 KTSA. Brought to you by Shale Magazine and Steer. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Oil Patch, a program that is presented by Steer and produced by our friends at Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. And here is the CEO and publisher of the Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, Kim Bellato. Kim, welcome to the show. Good, good evening. Good evening, Roy. How are you? Good to have you here. Glad to be here. Let's talk Excited. real briefly about Steer. What is and who is Steer? Well, Steer is our main supporter and sponsor of In the Oil Patch Radio Show. And they are an actual industry association, trade association that was created by the major oil and gas producers and service companies within the Eagle Ford Shale. And their main goal is to provide education to the public, provide information to media, so that way everyone understands what's happening in Eagle Ford. And so that's pretty much their role, talking to stakeholders holding open forums on education. Kind of like a disseminator of information for the industry. Yes, sir. And then we just take it another step further with your magazine and then, of course, now with the radio show. Right. Well, Steer has been a very big supporter of Shell, too. Well, talking about your magazine, let's talk about uh, Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, something we know that's dear to your heart. What's going on with that? Well, we've been really busy this past month. Uh, we came out with our latest issue, which was our dedication to women in the industry. Our cover consisted of Commissioner Christy Craddock and also Deanne Harper of Caldwell Banker. And we had a great cover party. A lot of people attended. That's a party that we say thank you for them for being on our cover. And so it was a really great, nice party. We also just came back from an event that happened on the Riverwalk. It was called Mexico Shell Summit. And it was at the Hilton. That was a great summit. It had a lot of important people talking about how to do business with Mexico and how to get involved and engaged. And, you know, one thing that we are have come to learn is how important Mexico is a partner to the United States, if you will, how important their shell play and understanding what's happening in their country, how it's going to benefit the residents and the citizens of the United States and especially Texas. So it was a great conference. A lot of discussion on doing business and a lot of key speakers were there. We'll be covering that in the magazine so our readers will have an opportunity to see what we were covering. But the thing that I'm really, 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 really excited about. But I mean, like, really? Really, really <laughs> excited about is... You know, we have such a great partnership with Corpus Christi. Being a statewide publication, trying to find what makes each city so special in oil and gas and, and what we cover is, is really important to us. And in Corpus, they have not only great people in the port and different things that are going on in their area, they also are so small in the sense that they still have like a good hometown feeling. And so one of the companies that we partnered with that we are getting ready to do a launch on is the Corpus Christi Ice Rays. And uh, we will be doing a pre-mixer at one of their games at the American Bank Building, which is scheduled for March 13th. So one of the things that we do very well is network and uh, public And throw good parties. Throw good parties, exactly. <laughs> we have great drinks and good food, I can tell exactly. you that. Exactly, and that's exactly why we're excited. So along with that mixer, we also have kind of been adopted by them. So... Uh, their bus that travels throughout the state of Texas has on one end 
the Corpus Christi Visitors Bureau, and on the other side of the bus will be Shale's partnership with them in a wow. logo. That's great. So it's That's pretty a great exciting. Mm-hmm. And of course, we can start covering some of those things uh, on the radio. As we know where they're going to be, we can promote that and talk about that. I hope to bring them here on the radio, some of the oh, games that they're yeah. covering. And some my, of their my mind is going players. 90 miles an hour already. I know. I'm excited about it. We, That's I great. Re- we really are. Well, what else we got? Anything else? Uh, just getting ready for our latest issue. This issue will actually cover the Wood Group international heavy hitter that's just basically got like 70 different companies underneath their belt and helping with oil and gas and their great training facility, which is located out in uh, Kennedy. Great opportunity that they saw about helping oil and gas companies have a training facility, which did not exist. So we basically will be covering that as well. Well, energy is good, a lot of positive things going on, and you're going to hear that right here on In the Oil Patch. We talk about a lot of positive things and great information. And so if you want to keep up to date on what's going on, you want to make sure and listen in to In the Oil Patch every Saturday night about this time. Well, uh, let's introduce our guests, Kim. We've got two very special people with us today, Paul Skip is Kalp. Is that it? Am I saying that right? Yes, it is right. And uh, you're the executive director of Port of Victoria, and you've brought a friend along with you today. Who is that? Mike Sizemore with Media Relations. Mike, not Jerry. All right, I got that Mike, right. Mike, not Jerry. I Mike Sizemore, and we both share a friendship with our friend, a mutual friendship with uh, Claude Jacobs, who's been down there with uh, associated with the Blue Bonnet Youth Ranch for many years. And a mutual friend, a great person, and so uh, you tell him that he needs to listen because we mentioned his name. He'll well, like And that. he's been a, a commissioner on the Port of Victoria, Victoria Correct. County Navigation District as well time. for a long time. Well, he had spoke to me before about getting with Skip, and I got busy, and I think Skip got busy. It never happened, but when I found out that we were going to do a show with you guys, I assumed that you probably were the one that... Claude was talking about, and so I want to make sure we we work with you and help you because there's a lot of great things. Uh, Mike, let's talk to Skip first. Tell us a little about yourself briefly about where you're from and how did you get to Victoria? Well, I'm originally from Nebraska and got to Victoria via Arizona, California, Mm -hmm. and then I ended up in Corpus Christi, Texas with the Port of Corpus Christi for 11 years. Uh, managing a couple of their operations down there. One of them was a cold storage and also the bulk terminal. And I had an opportunity to uh, discuss the executive director position with uh, with the Port of Victoria and felt that it was a good move for me. And I still feel it was a, it was a great move for me and, and very, very happy in my new position. Well, you know, we were talking about this earlier about how a lot of people just don't know what's going on in Victoria with the port. And there's a lot of things going on down there. Absolutely. I mean, it's big-time stuff, I mean, especially with the oil industry coming along. I mean, it's it's really doing a lot of business now. Absolutely, and Eagleford Shale has, has been a very large impact as far as the port is concerned. If you look back, you know, four or five years ago when actually the Victoria Turning Basin was completed in 2002, they were, this is when you really started seeing some activities going, but nothing real big and then in 2011 they actually uh, started moving some crude oil by truck down to a, a liquid dock that we had constructed so in, in august of 2011 is when the first crude oil actually started moving by barge from the port of victoria and since that time we've uh, gone from the first year we went to about a million gallons a month and this last year we've been averaging between two and a half and five million barrels 
a month of What crude. an increase. So I did not realize that you had come from the Port of Corpus Christi. So you have great relationships with John LaRue, who we basically were having discussions with some time back in Shell Magazine, and it's just great to see that there's so much expansion going on between Corpus Christi, Victoria, and that somewhere along the line you guys still communicate effectively and, and, and kind of still partnership together, not directly partnership, but still have great relationships, which is really important. Yeah, John has always been a, you know, a very, very good friend of mine. You know, he's, he's always been very easy to sit down with and talk to and, and work together on projects and, you know, any, anything you needed at the port. If you had an opportunity to work with John, we always seem to succeed in getting it done. And that's, John's excellent at what he does. Well, going into the expansion, and I'm assuming the amount of increase that you have incurred in these last couple of years, is that directly, do you feel directly as the benefit of Eagle Ford Shell specifically? I mean, the rail lines, I was noticing you have rail lines in there and barges, and so this is all coming from Eagle Ford Shell expansion, or other businesses are moving in as well? Um, Eagleford Shell is, is by far, you know, 98% of the impact of, of the Port of Victoria. They had some small businesses in there. I mean, one of the very first businesses that were actually connected to the, the turning basin was Fordyce Holdings, which is a sand and gravel operation that had been there for years and are still in existence. And, and you know, they've got several thousand acres. And uh, then there are other companies came in, such as Equalizer was facility was built they were actually a fertilizer company for a long time for almost you know 10 to 15 years and they made the switch actually to start handling frac sand and what was interesting about it is from talking to the owner he said he just couldn't believe the impact of his financial bottom line versus the frac sand versus the fertilizer industry and he's handling about 50,000 tons of frac sand a month coming in by barge and by rail. Right. Well, there is one thing that is pretty clear is how logistically it is difficult for oil and gas companies or service companies to find frac sand to begin with. And then there's a whole other logistical area that they deal with that is quite difficult, which is the transporting of it. And so if you're lucky enough to have the ability to have sand coming through, it's a really good thing because there's just not, there's just the demand totally exceeds the need. So that, that's, that is a great business to be in, and it's great that the port can provide that to Port of Victoria. And, you know, the, the big thing, too, is we not only have by barge but also by rail. Uh, we are actually starting construction on additional uh, extension of our rails down there, another 2,350 feet, which will allow companies to bring in unit trains of 100 cars or more, which has been a big impact for a lot of these customers that are coming out of the Midwest and, you know, out of the southern states. And also what has happened in the last, just in the last six months, the BNSF has got clearance to come in also to the, to the Port that of Victoria. They work together great. with the UP and that's, that's going to be a, a very positive effect for the port also. When do you expect that to be completed, that project? It should be finished in about three months. Wow. That is, yeah, there's some pricing. Uh, one of our clients was basically asking about pricing and trying to move sand, and it had to be in 100 carts. and 100, Yeah, 100 cars, right. Cars, and it's just very impossible to try to find it, the best way of doing that economically. So with gas prices being down, obviously the bottom line is the most important thing, so you guys are prime. 
If you're just now joining us, you're listening to In the Oil Patch, a program that is presented by Steer and produced by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is a publication that showcases the dynamic impact of the Texas energy industry. The mission of Shale is to promote economic growth and business opportunities and to further the general understanding of how the energy industry contributes to the economic well-being of Texas and the United States as a whole. Shale's distribution includes industry leaders and businesses, service workers, entrepreneurs, and the public at large. If you would like more information about Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, go to shalemag.com, that's shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag.com, or call 210-240-7188, 210-240-7188. That is correct. We've got uh, another guest we're going to bring in and then have kind of a roundtable discussion, Mike Sizemore. He's the owner of Sizemore Media and Consulting. And uh, I believe you're in Victoria, Mike, and uh, good to have you on the show today. You have an incredible background in media. Share some of that with us, where you started and some of your media background. Well, uh, Roy, like you, back in the old days, I was in, and you're still in radio, and radio is great. And, I haven't and left. By the way, <laughs> and by the way, uh, thanks to Steer and the great job they're doing, a tremendous asset to the industry in the state of Texas. And Shale Magazine, you couldn't ask for a better information source about uh, what's going on in the oil patch today. So thank you for the great job that y'all are doing. Years ago, I was in radio, and I'm a former television news director and news anchor, and I was hired away and given what's called a real job, uh, as what I was told by former state senator, Senator Ken Armbrister, who many people uh, know across uh, this region and across Texas. He was also the uh, legislative director for uh, Governor Rick Perry. And so I was... Good context. I was was working for uh, the Senate for almost 17 years and worked on a lot of, as a staff person and uh, press secretary and district director, met with many constituents and and very familiar with all of the wide-ranging policy issues in Texas from water to oil and gas to education to transportation, you name that. So about eight years ago, when Senator Armbruster retired from the Senate, uh, he went to work for the governor, and uh, I decided to stay in Victoria, and I opened Sizemore Media and Consulting, and basically we're a public affairs, public relations, and media company. We're an advertising agency, but I do a lot of legislative public policy work on behalf of clients, and then uh, help uh, clients like the Port of Victoria who are working on issues so important to the people of Texas. And this issue of Eagleford Shale and uh, the oil explosion that's going on and, and making America a net exporter of energy is one of the single most exciting things for the people of this nation that has come along. Well, did you ever see this coming? Did you have any idea this was going to happen? Did you crystal ball through the contacts you have ever tell you that this type of thing was going to occur in Texas, especially in our area? Well, uh, I don't think anybody who could tell you they knew this was going to happen the magnitude of it all i will tell you this the the port of victoria and this was before skip came on board uh was a client of mine and i was working on trying to help market and promote the port of victoria and have uh legislators know more about policymakers know more about the importance of the port and anyone who knew the port of victoria at that time would tell you oh yes that's that sleepy little inland uh shallow draft waterway port down there in victoria and and we handled sand and gravel and agricultural products and petrochemical products from the plants along the 35-mile channel, the Victoria Barge Canal, or Mm -hmm. the Channel to Victoria, as it's known in the Federal Registry. And so Eagleford Shale starts happening, and uh, I took uh, a group of us, our commissioners from the Victoria County Navigation District, 
the Port of Victoria, we went to uh, the Texas Railroad Commission and we met with the chairman. And we sat down with the chairman and the lead geologist four years ago in Austin and said we're getting a lot of inquiries from oil-related businesses wanting to bring uh, their business to the Port of Victoria because the Port of Victoria is the closest waterway port uh, to arguably the heart of Eagleford Shale. We're literally, you know, 30 to 40, 50 miles that you can bring product to us and put it on a barge and away it goes to a refinery. And we were being asked a lot of uh, to improve infrastructure and do a lot of things. Our commissioners were forward-thinking and had already just completed a new liquid cargo dock, which by the time it was completed was full. We now have new cargo dock, liquid cargo docks and general purpose cargo docks that have been completed. But we went to the Railroad Commission and we, you know, we've been around a while and said, is this going to be the boom-bust cycle that we saw kind of in the 80s? And and for us to put up, you know, we're a public entity and for us to put up money and to try to attract business, we need to make sure this was going to go. At that time, the, the <laughs> yeah. chairman of the Railroad Commission, uh, Elizabeth Ames Jones at the time, and, and the lead geologist, scientist they had, sat down with us and said, not only do we think this is going to go, this is not going to be the boom-bust thing, and this was very early on. I'm talking about they had just started getting reports from the oil field. And they said, the reports coming in from the oil field are far exceeding our expectations. They're growing exponentially. And we think on a very conservative estimate, we're going to see a minimum of a 15-year play, and we think longer. And so that spurred the commissioners... To make are, the investment. To make the investment. Very conservative-minded individuals who sit on our commission. And they started making the investment. We're looking for partnerships. We brought in partners. And since that time, it has completely transformed the Port of Victoria. Well, Tim? it does sound like definitely you guys have just grown exponentially. And the fact that you have great leadership with Skip, you guys are poised for not only as right now things are kind of calming down, we know that they aren't going anywhere. And so the infrastructure and the investment you guys are making is absolutely necessary to continue to help the Eagle Ford Shell continue to grow. I want to talk a little bit about the environment. On uh, your website, you discuss the environment and water. Can you talk a little bit about that, Skip, as far as the investment you're making or how are you? Let's get into the discussion of water and how it comes into play with the Port of Victoria. As far as uh, you talking about canal water, you're talking about fresh water or fresh water. Fresh water. As far as the use of uh, fresh water from the from the Eagleford Shell, you know that obviously that's all done out in the you know in the well areas themselves. The port actually has. We have a lot of fresh water you know underground at our facility, and we also have groundwater that we actually sold to the city of Victoria that we possibly could have available to return to us for additional construction of of different facilities you know on our property obviously we have currently we have 2200 acres of land and out of that 2200 acres we have probably about 400 to 500 acres that are actually fully developed and we have lease options on some other you know some other acreage and we're, we're working with some with some companies on some other opportunities, but uh, and they're all concerned about the water and you know electricity, the power. We have AEP the power lines that go right through the property. There's other companies that are actually looking at building uh, possibly a power plant there by actually bringing water up out of the ground and using the steam and you know utilizing that for for power source. So there's overall we were fine you know as far as, as far as water is concerned. But you all are y'all trucking in water through the port? Or? No, no, okay. absolutely not. 
I wasn't sure if you guys were or you were not. Interesting. Yeah, did you have a, a blank there? I did. <laughs> that happens to the best of us. While we're kind of a, in a holding pattern here, Skip, let's talk a little. Let's give you a chance to do a commercial. I've got this brochure that you give us. <laughs> talk a little bit about this. So, if you're talking to folks listening right now that might be able to do some business with you, why don't you go over a few of these points that are real important to you and let folks know what you offer down there? Well, there's actually a lot of things that we offer, and, and one of the things we're really, really excited about is uh, private-public partnerships that we can actually form with companies that are coming in mm-hmm. if they have a specific need that we can work with them, you know, on on different opportunities that they have, you know, through their leases or through their through their facilities that they build. And the other the other thing that we actually work close with is a is a VEDC, which is a Victoria Economic Development Corporation, and we are partners in somewhat to to bring in new business, and which has been a very helpful tool for us. Eagle for Shell obviously is the big thing for us, and we have uh, barge access to major cities going to Louisiana, and that's a big thing. All these barges that we're loading are basically going to refineries in you know in the Louisiana area, and then uh, we have a foreign trade zone, which is which is good. We have Four-lane divided highways, which is going to be the new 69, Interstate 69 corridor, which is within five miles of our facility. You know, we have the UP and the and the, the BNSF railroads there. Uh, the, you know, as far as again the waterway, you know, the the canal actually is uh, 125 foot wide and, and 12 foot deep, which allows what we call river barges. We can't bring in ocean barges or, or anything like that, but it's, it's strictly a river barge operation, which is unique for us because that allows the people that really want to come into our facility that are very interested in the barge traffic and our rail and that's what we specialize in as far as our sales side is too is hey this is what we have available and we're willing to work with you as far as you know the private public partnership people are listening right now skip there may be somebody out there listening that would like to have some information how do they get in touch with you they can either call me direct at the office at 361-570-8855, or they can call my cell phone number at 361-212-9212. You give the main number again. Yes, it's 361-570-8855. And you have a website. Uh, yes, it's portavictoria.com. Portavictoria.com. Yes. Okay. Do you have anything else? I do. I was just going to, so it seems like you guys are definitely making the investment. You're there. But in five to ten years from now, where do you see the port at? Just quickly, we need to wrap up, but where do you see the port at? Right now, we're, we're actually having some of our companies, our partners, I should say, at the port are actually adding tanks for their, for their crude oil. Uh, export, and the other thing is is frac sand. Uh, frac sand is going to be a big movement. A uh, big we movement. actually have four cup, four different companies that once they actually get their facilities moving, could be doing two to three hundred thousand tons a month importing. Right. Well, I can say in having partnerships with some of the major service companies, sand and transportation of sand is a huge issue. 
And if the Port of Victoria does decide to move into this area, I do not believe in any way you could go wrong with that, just because there's just not enough transportation. I know in closing comments, we have frac sand now, responded by rail and barge, who are a major player in frac sand, and, of course, oil. The, the answer to your question, where are we going to be in five to ten years, will a minimum double our capacity. Business is coming fast and furious, and it's exciting time to be in business in the oil patch in Texas. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mike Sizemore from Sizemore Media and Consulting. You can reach Mike at Mike at SizemoreMedia.com. That's Mike at SizemoreMedia.com, Sizemore Media and Consulting. And also Skip Kalp, he's the uh, Executive Director of Port of Victoria. Gentlemen, we we appreciate both of you coming in today and being with us. Thank you very much Thank for, you. for the opportunity. And uh, Kim, any last comments? Quickly, uh, just be looking for our new issue, which should be out next month or on our website. You can go to it. Uh, you will see and uh, learn more about the Wood Group and our partners, our cover party, and where scene will be at throughout the next two months. Another great show today. We thank you for listening tonight to In the Oil Patch. It's a show presented by Steer and produced by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. Kim Bellato, the CEO and publisher. My name is Roy Holly. Thanks for listening tonight to In the Oil Patch on 550 KTSA in San Antonio. You've been listening to In the Oil Patch with Roy Holly and Kim Bellato. Heard every Sunday night at 10 p.m. on News Talk 550 KTSA. Brought to you by Shale Magazine and Steer.